on season two, episode five of the Highlights Only podcast, I had an opportunity to sit down with Dewan Cherry, the founder and CEO of Link Digital Media Production. During this episode, we talk about life, entrepreneurship, the city of Milwaukee, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The episode starts now. It makes no sense, yeah. but yeah, we've been rambling for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like this, though. Honestly, I like this. I really do. <laughs> but I didn't even going to say I had a bunch of questions for you, but I, I kind of wanted to know you kind of on, on, on a deeper level. I saw that you went, you went to Milwaukee Lutheran. You grew up in Milwaukee. You started your business in Milwaukee as well. How was Milwaukee for you growing up? Oh, man, uh, it was rough. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so, like, I grew up on the north side of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, I would, like I, I was raised by my grandmother, um, my sister, and my brother, who are older than me. And uh, I lost my mom. This year will be the third year anniversary, so I lost her my sophomore year in college. And so, um, uh, yeah, it was really, really rough. Like, I went to an urban school my freshman, sophomore year before I transferred to Milwaukee Luther my junior, senior year. And uh, I went through bullying because, like, I'm, you know, six-foot skinny guy. And so, like, I had trouble with, like, with trying to gain weight and things like that. And so it was really rough um, because I was always, like, the creative kid. Um, and I, I, I just loved to, like you know, write and was kind of doing the whole artsy stuff in the back of the class and, and people considered me to be weird. And, um, I always accepted myself for who I was. Like I knew fully, um, you know, that I was different from the rest and I was, I loved it. Like I, I wasn't going to change myself. There were times where honestly, like, I feel like I had to fit a certain mold, but I think it was just really, really rough in the process of it all. And so, um, what I learned was that, Everyone else is taken, and the only thing that I can be is myself. And so I, I after I realized that um, when I was uh, getting bullied, uh, I said that uh, I don't want to, I, I, I just want to be myself, honestly. Like, I really need to be myself. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why it happened, because I was trying to pretend to be something I'm not. And when it happened, I was just like, like, like wow. And so it really did put me in, like, in a deep time in my life, honestly. It's weird now because, like, um, I didn't have any social media after the situation happened. And, um, like, I, I literally deleted, like, I, I think it was, like, I didn't delete Twitter, but it was, like, when you, like, got rid of your account or something like that yeah, for a short amount. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. And so everything in terms of socially, I just kind of eliminated. And then that summer... Um, I took a trip to Washington, D.C., and then we took a drive to Ocean City, Maryland, which um, literally is my favorite place to go. Um, I've been to Philly. I've been to uh, – I'll be going to Florida next month. Um, uh, I've just been to a variety of places, and I can honestly say my favorite place to go is Ocean City, Maryland. So um, when I got down there, I learned a lot about um, uh, myself and my talents and my skills, and um, – I I remember just like like skateboarding down this like this super long street and I was just thinking about like life and stuff like that and so when I got back um, uh, I literally sat down myself and I said like I'm just gonna be myself for the rest of my life and I'm never I'm never going to be uh, uh, like I'm never going to be challenged I'm never gonna be fearful of being myself and it, it was it was a lot that I learned that summer. But um, I'm glad that I went through that because it is the person I am today. And yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a very, very powerful um, statement that you just made. Honestly, I think 
we live in a world where so many people just want to be what's cool, like what's popping, like that's just what it is. And because that's glorified every single day. And whenever, like, I feel like we grew up in a generation where people, like now things moved on to like cyberbullying. Like when we were in school, like it was like face to face. Yeah, it was like face, yeah, it was exactly. face to face. Not saying it doesn't exist now, but now now it's I feel like it's it's just completely it's completely different. Now it's just like, oh, you don't have the new shoes and you didn't post a picture on Instagram. Yep. You don't have this, you didn't post it on Instagram. Like, yeah. dude, you're trash, like you're weak, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how kids bully today, but no, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's but yeah. You have to be unapologetic unapologetic. Dude, every single time I say this, I <laughs> can't good, say it unapologetically yourself at the end of the day. And you just, you know, realizing it, especially at, I would say a young age, honestly, high school is a young age. Like it is like, I didn't truly be like, all right, I'm myself. This is who I am until maybe college, my sophomore year of college. And I'm just like, screw everybody else. I, I, I never went through like bullying or anything like that. I had like a bully in my sophomore year of high school, but he was just kind of like, dude, you're kind of a dickhead. So yeah, it wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, you were just being like a horrible human being for no reason, but you're doing it to everybody. Um, but then you also realize like, man, those people like there's something going on in their life. Exactly. Um, and exactly. they're just taking it out on me Exactly. just because I'm a tad different or you know i'm not like everyone else and kind of coming to that realization you realize like damn dude like this is who i am this is who i'm going to be for the rest of my life i'm going to dig in with what i have and i'm going to create something behind it is that um around the same time that you started to kind of do a lot more work in the creative fields yep absolutely uh so that was the first time yeah so around that time that's when i actually picked up my first camera um it was a i think it was a uh, it was a camcorder actually, but it had like this picture mode on it. Um, I think it was like a, a Nikon or something like that. But like, yeah, it was it was essentially a camcorder that had like a picture mode to it. And I think it, I think I had like maybe spent like also like two hundred bucks on it. Um, but I honestly loved it. Um, it wasn't the best in terms of like quality camera, but I learned so much with that camera just because. And I'll say the 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 number one thing I learned was is sometimes not what you have is what you can do with it. So it probably wasn't the best camera in terms of like the quality, or it didn't have like the best like uh, stability of it. But like there were so many things I did with it, honestly. And so I learned a lot about just having a camcorder and and just the modifications of it and learning the settings. And, and it, I really dived deep into it, honestly. So I said I'm gonna use this for now, but I'm gonna save my money and and obviously buy something that's more quality but i said i'm not going to do that until i like fully start from the ground and build and build and build from this l small thing so i think having like honestly probably probably i wouldn't even call it a shitty camera but i'll say having a bad camera at the time um it really taught me a lot about like uh learning every aspect of uh, a camera before you just move on to something else. You know, like I think if, if anything, you need to, to learn how to walk before you start crawling and, and, and running. So I think that, yeah, absolutely. That was like the first time when I actually started to really, really dive deep into like, uh, not only like uh, creating in terms of creating content, but also writing as well too. And I said, well, um, obviously when I'm shoot things, I want them to have a purpose behind it. And so I'm gonna start with just writing things through uh, in terms of like the development, like whether if it's like, you know, uh, 
like some trees or a trail or something like that. Like I'm going to draw up like a short story and then try to create some, uh, some content, a small film or something like that and see where I can go with it. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. I was like, I'm the complete opposite of that. And I, I don't know, I've always been like that in my entire life. And this is, I feel as if like I need to have the best equipment to before I start something like, I, and that's just like how it's always been for me instead of like, and I regret that. I hate that. That was like a part of me, like as like young, like I've always been like, I, I was always interested in like starting a YouTube page and doing stuff yeah. around YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And it's something that I did for a while, like for maybe a year, year and a half and grew like a, a decent amount of following with it. Um, but I should have started it two years sooner. But you know what? That two years, year and a half, year before, I was planning out, I got to save up this money. I got to get exactly. this camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to get this 40 millimeter lens. But then I have to make sure I have an 18 to 55, this 40 yeah, millimeter it's lens. So, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And all this, like all this planning instead of like, fam, I have a phone. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I have right. A phone exactly. With a camera that pretty much, I mean, it shoots 1080p, like, you know, how it was back in, yeah. not even back in 24, <laughs> but 2014 and stuff. Yeah. And I just always second guess myself with it. And it's just like, no, if I'm going to put something out, it has to be great. And it's like, for this, like my podcast setup, like I spent money on it, but it's like, oh, it's a pretty dope setup. This, too. <laughs> you know, there's definitely better mics that I could have. There's, you know, a, two better cameras that I could have as well, but it's not the act of that anymore. It's not about having all of this cool, fancy, shiny stuff. It's getting what you can get and what you can get your hands on and using it, using it properly walking with it before you run most definitely because if you don't do that man you're just throwing money away exactly you're throwing money away exactly. you know you're just gonna you know drop two thousand dollars on a camera another fifteen hundred on a full frame exactly lens, and then you and you're gonna got microphones and, yeah. and, and try, yeah it's yeah it's so much that goes into it honestly yep, and yeah and the first video is gonna look like crap too and, and the thing about it is <laughs> and the thing about it i i i it's just like you know I come from uh, obviously looking at my background. Um, I obviously didn't have that all like the you know money and that many like uh, resources growing up too. So I I honestly what we like to call uh we like to make shake. <laughs> so we like to make something out of nothing honestly. And so like I like to think that even if you put me in a small room with nothing in it, I can probably have the best party ever i don't know how it's going to happen but i know i'm going to get uh i'm not honestly i'm going to create like the biggest party you've ever seen and so like i think that's i think those little small things really help me prepare like like propel me to to who i am and what i can do uh even to this day like i remember uh even starting out um like i think i had uh like my camera and then it was like my friend's camera, but her but her camera wasn't as good either. And I was like, okay. And everybody was kind of like you know, stressed about the situation, and it was just like, oh, we we want to take pictures, and we kind of like making sure like our name is kind of out there. And I'm like, okay, let's like let's kind of start, you know, one step at a time. Honestly, um, I was like, we don't need to stress about all those small details things. I think just having pictures is good within itself because it's a really good good starting piece. And so I think you don't. I think with any young entrepreneur creator, they kind of have they have the tendency of creating this long list of things like that they need in order to like grow faster. Um, and it's just like, no, like it's okay if you take your time and kind of iron out those details. And even if you have like 
crap equipment, like you still can make something happen, you know, because I believe like that's still something compared to the next person who may not have nothing, may just have a phone compared to your like, like not so good of a quality camera or audio or anything like that. Like you got to think about you're doing, uh, you could be doing a lot worse. So you have to appreciate is the small things, honestly. And so I think that's what, what, what really makes of the situation. Cause obviously creating content, it's, it's hard, but it's also easy at the same time. And like, when you do have your first client, you can use that investment to put back into your company or whatever that you're doing. So it's all about making baby steps and making those and, and honestly being optimistic about whatever you have and, and just realizing that and building upon it at the end of the day. And so, yeah. That makes sense. We, we talked about being an entrepreneur. Now I, I kind of want to not switch gears, but I want to learn about, you know, the company, like you and your company and what, what all do you specifically do? I know you mentioned, you know, it's definitely um, a content creation type company. So tell us just a little bit more about that, man. Yeah, of course. So uh, Millennial Link Digital Media as a social media agency that just manage, create, and leverage your social media platform and content. How do we do that? So we manage your social media platform because we wanna save our clients a lot of time and effort just trying to post certain events that they may produce or certain promotions or whatever. Um, we create content within that. So I'll may, I may have like myself or like my photographer uh, kind of go in and actually take photos of like if it's an event that one of our clients have or if it's like promotion item or just something like that. So we'll create that content, we'll kind of, uh, we'll, we'll essentially just create the content by photo or by vi by video as well too. And as, as essentially what we wanted to do um, is we want to uh, connect you with different audience. And when I talk about leveraging, I talk about um, how can my clients' brands connect to different audiences. And so yeah, I I started the company last year around December. And where I got the idea from, honestly, is I really looked into my past and said, like, what is this all kind of leading me to at the end of the day? Um, because entrepreneurship wasn't something that I always knew that I was going to become. It was something I literally just walked into it uh, last year. And I was always a content creator at heart, always. Like, that That never really went anywhere. But I think um, I just wanted to do things different in, in my own way. And so I said, let's just start a, an agency that talks about the impact of what our clients is actually doing within their own communities and how we specifically do that. So uh, one of our clients is Mr. Bob's Under the Bridge. They're a nonprofit organization that caters to the homeless community. And they do a lot of, you know, things, I would say, behind the scenes and up front as well, too. But we want to showcase, like, how impactful it is to all communities. They originally were from the Cedarburg area, and now they're really trying to expand themselves. They, they have actually been expanding themselves into the Milwaukee area uh, just by, like, going to parks and making sure that the park is well known for, you know, people who are homeless to show up. And so within that, we'll create content. Um, what we've done with that, we've created outside donors um, just from money and also clothes as well, too, because they take both aspects. So um, we really do want to bring out the impact of our clients and, and, and what they're doing for their specific communities. And we all do that through creating content. So you said you kind of just like stumbled upon being, being an entrepreneur. So there had to be like one specific defining moment back, whether that's December, or November, um, October. What was that defining moment that was just like, let me just like shift gears. Let me just do this thing. Yeah, I would say so. I had a conversation with um, his name was Patrick O'Brien and I met him. I want to say a combination of like last year and then like this year at the same time. But um, I as I was having a conversation, he was like middle aged, like he, he wanted to like 
um, get his thing started. And he just didn't know how to go with it. He's been through so many trials and tribulations. And so as I started to talk to him, I started to tell him my story and all the things that I've been through. And I said, that should never, ever stop you from living out your passion, living out your dreams. And so I, I say that th that was a defining moment because I realized how big of an impact I have on people just through conversation and just trying to help them get to where they want to go. Um, by, sent, by showing them how I did it and showing them how they can do theirs in their own unique way too. So I think honestly, when I started to really sit down with the variety of people that wanted to do their own thing, was, was, a fear, was afraid that they wasn't gonna make money from it or that they wasn't, there was gonna be considered a joke because they was like 45 or 32 that was divorced like women or something like that. And they, like they was scared of showcasing themselves, the, the person that they know that they, they know that they are on the <clears throat> on the inside. And so I love the empowerment that I bring to people when I sit down and have a conversation. I love to listen to people's story and I love to listen to people's like trials and tribulations and how they tell me like the emotional roller coaster ride that they've been on. And they just want to be happy at the end of the day. And this is the only thing that, that makes them happy, whether if it's them being a writer, them being like a podcaster, them being um uh, like, uh, like a blogger or something like that. And so I had those conversations because like I take Uber a lot and like I post a lot on my Instagram and sometimes people will like DM me and just say like, Hey, like, can we grab coffee? Like, I, like, I don't want to be sold or anything, but I just, it's, I feel you have some advice or something for me and I'll have those conversations, um, with those people and they'll go by the end of it, like, I'm, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to pursue this. Like, I think I want to go to this. So that, those were really the defining moments. It wasn't just a moment, but those moments where I was talking with those people and I really just sat back in my own time and I said like, like, wow, like this is like me being an entrepreneur, me promoting my, like me promoting the positive side of things. Like it's really starting to change people's life and I'll stay consistent with those people. I'll follow up and make sure they're okay. But it was, it was honestly, I'll say just wrapping it up. It was, it was conversations revolving around like how I can have the power to impact people and empower people through positivity, through um, a you can do it attitude and just being optimistic at the end of the day. And that's everything I stand for and that's everything that I believe. And so I would say that, that those were the moments, I guess, but yeah. Well, that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, we see this all the time and we kind of spoke about this just a second ago. It was like everyone is, there's this fear. There's that, you know, something that's always holding you back, being like, okay, not yet. I got to have this. I, I got to have that. And you saying, you know, you were talking to these people that had these great ideas. They wanted to be entrepreneurs. They wanted to build specific things. But that fear was holding them back. What, what was the type of fear? What were they afraid of? And, you know, to, to just answer, ask the oh, question, yeah. like, yeah. What, what were they afraid of, number one? And why do you think people are so afraid of, you know, putting themselves out there to do to end up doing something that's going to make them happy? Yeah, I would say public perception, honestly. Like, uh, I think sometimes it isn't the most attractive thing when someone's like, you know, maybe 35 or 45 years old having a camera, like walking down the street, like talking into a phone. It's just like, grow up, get a job, bro. And it's just like, I, th I think... <laughs> how like we kind of perceive things, you know, being like uh, 
being just a public audience member, like it's just like we want you to be in that nine to five job or just driving your car and like being normal and just being part of normal society. And I think it's like we have this like automatic judgment towards a person if they're like this big set guy or whoever walking down the street with the phone in their hand talking to their phone. And it's just like, no, that's for 17-year-olds. Like, I expect that out of a 17-year-old. But it's just like, no. Like, they're happy in their own realm. Leave them alone. And I think that's, I think that's something that um, it really starts with just public perception. And I, I think that we, I think as a culture, as a society, we need to change that. Like, if someone's happy dancing in the street, you know, maybe they, like, booked, a, like, a booked an event or something like that, um, or if someone's, like, drawing or painting or something like that, maybe they're artists and they want to showcase their work, but I think that's, yeah, I think it's really public perception at the end of the day. It's the slave mentality, man, the slave to the nine to five. That's all we know. That's all we've ever known. That's what our, our you know, our grandparents and parents have known. That's all they know, so it's just, like, if, you, if you're doing something outside of that realm, then they don't understand. And right when someone doesn't understand you, what do they do? They throw you off to the side. I don't get it. Why are you doing this? You're wasting your time. It's just kind of like hate right away instead of like praising that person. Like they're doing what's making them happy. They're speaking their truth. They're showing their true colors. Like this, this is who they are and accepting those people um, for who they are, I feel like is key. It's, it's tough because I mean, at the end of the day, we all do it sometimes. Yeah. It's just kind of like you said. <laughs> you, you see yeah, that absolutely. guy walking down, walking down the street with a camera in his face, and it's like, fam, like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Exactly. Even though you want to be that person doing it, too. Yeah. So it's just exactly. Of, it exactly. makes no sense. <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense, and it blows my mind. And especially in Milwaukee. Milwaukee is such a small city. And I've talked to a, a few entrepreneurs from Milwaukee. Do you feel like being an entrep entrepreneur in Milwaukee is kind of like pigeonholed you any bit? I mean, uh, in any way? Uh, I will say, uh, I will say honestly a little bit. Um, like I think more than anything, like, you know what? I'll say, yeah, actually. Yes. And I think it's just a lot of people have this, I guess expectancy for you to just really goes back to what you just said about like the normal, the normal, the normality of of certain things, and it's just like whenever you're doing something um, that's disrupting or above the grain or, or I guess however you want to describe that, like it's considered just like just weird and strange, um, and so like I think like when you when you look at a bunch of creators and why they create, and I think when you look at a bunch of entrepreneurs, like actually let's just be more specific. When you think of a bunch of entrepreneurs, it's just like, oh, they're all wannabes, you know, like, uh, you know, and I've talked to a couple of business owners. It's just like, well, um, like what's the investment in that? Or like, what's the money making in that? Or like, what's the goal? And then when people talk about like, oh, but I'm actually impacting people. Like I'm actually, I want to provide, like I want to help people out. It was just like, oh, but you got to pay bills at the end of the day, which is true. Absolutely. But it's just like, it's like they're happy because they're actually helping people. And that's what makes them happy. That's what they want to do. Obviously money, every, everyone has to pay bills. Like it's part of life. But like if, as an entrepreneur, you're being stepped on and you don't feel that support from your community, then I think sometimes that's why you kind of have these like produce fearful people and why they're kind of stuck and lost in life. And so, I mean, I hope that answers your question, but it's just like, it, it's, it's hard seeing majority of people that I talk to say, I didn't, I wanted to try that thing. And I didn't because someone who had 40, 50, 
years of experience or whatever um, shut me down and they picked me apart so much to the point where I went home and I just dropped the idea and I just stuck to doing whatever they told me to do. But it's just like, like hearing that, that sucks. Like that actually sucks. And it's just like, like you don't know if you would have woke up on a Tuesday or Wednesday and had the biggest like sell of your life. But because you listened to that person, you would never know. Like it, it hasn't, it, it didn't happen. And so, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's any sense of disruption um, within the corporate world is looked at as a negative. Um, And it's looked at as a negative. And then most of the time they're like, oh, shit, that's like a good idea. You know, if you if you water that seed, that seed can become a bigger plant than what this major corporation is. So then you're then they're stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah. where it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I want this is a great idea and I want to help you, but this idea may, you know, put you in a position where you're higher than me and no one wants anybody higher than exactly. them. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about money. It's it's a yep. dollars game, it's a metrics game. That's what it comes down to. And no one's going to be like, yeah, that's a great idea. How can I fund you for it? What can I do? Period. I mean, you find some people who will help you out and some people who will do that. But there's no such thing as true mentors nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and that's honestly, I just wanted to like bounce off of what you just said too, because there's not honestly like a lot of people say, oh, like you need a mentor, like you need a mentor. But it's just like, like, are they mentoring me because I'm another client of theirs? Like, are like what's like what what am are they connecting to me? Like I want them to connect to. Like, and I think that's kind of the hard. You know, that's that's the hard thing to find, honestly, because like one entrepreneurs have like a trusting issue as well, too. So it's just like when we want to add pieces to that could potentially make us stronger, it's just and obviously we're not making the money right off the bat. Um, Like how like how are they really helping us, you know, because I understand like, yes, like for the person who is doing the mentoring that they probably do want to get paid. But like I feel the best investment is that long text messages or email ironing out details of what you need to do. It doesn't have to be like an hourly, hourly basis as probably most, you know, mentors are, but it's just like, it's really showcasing, you know, like, um, like the value, you know, not giving them like half statements or like, uh, like a cover of to what you actually need for them to, to actually do or know, like, no, like make sure they're fully knowledgeable, like make sure you're very clear on what they need to do and and help them out honestly and that's your biggest investment because you investing in that person time and effort five ten years down the line when they have their client and they are making money they're gonna obviously like repay you for every single thing that you've done for their life of course they will like most definitely they will it's just about the the passion and the commitment and the time and the effort that you're willing to put into something uh that is long term at the end of the day and that's all that matters is that you show that you actually care for that person and so yeah just about the mentor thing like we don't need a like i wrote down we don't need a game plan like we don't need buckets to check off we don't need that what we need is guidance we need and it's not even like i don't need someone that i don't need joe rogan yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be like, this is how you yeah. podcast. Yeah. I don't need that, nor do I want that. I want someone that can just literally, like, you don't even have to be in the realm of podcasting. I need someone that's just going to keep it a buck with me, listen to my content, listen to what I'm putting out, see what I'm putting out and being like, hey, this is good. 
you can get better improve on this and work with me to improve on those things don't just say get better at this get better at this get better at this do this next do this next do this next we don't need that we can get that from anyone we need someone to just like work with us on it because at the end of the day even if you don't know it you're growing with me at the same time and that's all it comes down to and i think even like people don't want to invest the time in startups at this point in time which is quite unfortunate because they always feel as if like some big conglomerate can do it better and most of those i mean yeah those companies can at the start they can of course but the thing is okay what you have right here in 10 years like you said 10 years down the line okay it may not be profitable for the first 3 to 5 years but once it hits that market and people start you know buying in and seeing it and truly investing in it and then that's when that that take off happens but we need that guidance to get there and not just a checklist yeah and i think uh, i was going to say like i think because so many companies big or even startups want things to happen now you know like i want that company to happen make a million dollars so i can get my return back on my investment you know like it it's just like no i was talking with um i was having a conversation um uh someone uh uh a few like i think it was like it was last week actually and he goes like it's 10 years like if you ever read into any like you know like business owner or entrepreneur and they tell their story of how they started their company it's always like this 10 years and it's funny too because last year i kept hearing 10 like i was in i kept slipping into conversations and hearing people say oh yeah it took me 10 years and now i'm like in a like now everything that i've like position myself and structure myself and just put those like those building blocks it took me 10 years to do that and now like I'm like everything is like you know smoothly and exactly how I worked uh worked hard for it to be and I was just like I just kept hearing 10 10 10 and I think honestly it it is true like you know building a business it's not going to like you're not going to see a bowl of success within the first 3 within the first 5 like it's going to take 10 plus years uh to have everything perfect you know perfect team perfect structure um uh perfect infrastructure like just every single thing and so like yeah um it takes time it, it honestly takes time and and that's why when you look at um like uh like mentors and people that do want to uh, possibly invest it's always like this uh like i got a guarantee like there like i got a guarantee i would, i got to pour money into something in order for it to be a guarantee it's just like well there's no guarantee in life so like <laughs> you can either take it and say yes or say no you know but like you would never know unless you make that first move true i have the luxury right now of working at not considered a startup anymore but was considered a startup 6 months ago 7 months maybe like a year ago we were considered like a startup um to the point I'll, i'll just give you a little bit of background like i said it's interviewing technology or what not um when they first launched the company and the ceo who is the ceo now came in they couldn't really afford gas to get to meetings yeah and they feeling. couldn't afford, they, <laughs> they couldn't feeling. afford gas to get to meetings and now i want to say i i want to say 10 plus years later um i've been there for a year and a half a little bit over than that we were uh, a 14 million dollar company when i started we went from 14 to 30 30 to 100 in a year and a half some acquisitions and things happened of course but it's like they say it's like that startup bridge like you get to that point where you kind of just like stall and that's around like a 2 or 3 million dollar point 
Then you grow a little bit and you get to that seven. And then that seven, it's, it's sink. It's a, uh, you know, it's you sink or you float. <laughs> um, and hopefully you float. And then it's, you hit that 14, 20, then 30 is that peaking point where it's just like, we got something here. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. What can we do to yeah. Grow? yeah. Absolutely. And then it's just like, you know, a few acquisitions later, it's like, boom, 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 boom. You got, you got a well, not a well-oiled machine. Like we grew really, like really, really fast. And we're, we're trying to catch up because, um, we're, we're just, we're not there yet. Like we're valued at that, but we're not there. And which, I mean, we're also a Midwest company. It, it takes time. Um, and, one thing that was interesting today, we were talking about this Midwestern thing um, where it's, we're so sage where it's just kind of like, it's time to like stop being so sage and start showing your ass a little bit. Like, this is what we're good at. Like, this is what I do. And that's how you grow. It's like building that personal brand. You know what I mean? How have you built your personal brand over the over the past few years? Yeah, yeah. I would say honestly, like, so it took me. It's funny because like it took me like I kept hearing like brand and personal, uh, like personal brand, like this like past year, and I was just like, what? Like, what is a personal brand? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And it took me a few, like, a few videos and just doing my own personal resources. Like, I was like, okay, it's it, it's a simply just like good reputation at the end of the day, what people know you to be. And so I was just like, okay, but around that, what type of content should I talk about though? Like what, like I get it, but like what type of content should I talk about? And I was just like, well, um, the only thing I like to talk about is social media and, and different, like different platforms and, and why they're so unique and where is it going to go and just kind of tech technology in general. And I was like, okay, um, all right, let's do it. So honestly, it really, to answer your question, really, I would say um, it's, I put a little flair of who I am in terms of just, you know, talking about like why I care so much about social media, uh, which the reason why I do care about so much about social media is like, I think it has a huge impact on our society, obviously, but I think it's my responsibility and my duty and my job to talk about the positive connotations of it. And I think I was, for example, I was actually having a conversation um, yesterday with my friend Tony, and he goes, like, it makes no sense how negative comments are popular for some reason. Like, they're appealing, entertaining. And I go, and I just, I was, like, just paying attention to our conversation. I was like, you know how zero sense this makes, but it's true though, because like once you see like a negative comment, people will feed off of that and people like kind of like LOL and like do their emojis and everything else. And it makes zero sense how people like, like have so many negative comments and people talk negatively on social media. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Like, why is this a thing? So I said, you know what? Um, let's talk about positive things, you know? Like I'll be vulnerable. I'll talk about like what I'm doing. I'll document my day. But more than anything, I'm gonna talk about the positive sides of social media. I'm gonna reach out to people and I'm gonna ask them like, how your day? Like, how is your day? Like kind of tell me, shoot me a video or something like that or DM me and kind of uh, tell me about your day. Or what I like to do, honestly, 
to interact with like my following base, what I'll do, I'll like ask a question, like, and I'll always get like the best responses. And so I'll go like, what's everyone's goals for this year? Or like, uh, what's something you're looking forward to this year? And I'll get so many comments. And that's what I love because I love the positive side to people. Even if people said like, um, I don't really have anything planned for today. It's like kind of bad or whatever. I would still like to hear that because maybe there's an opportunity for me to help you. You know, like I was talking um, to my friend Julie the other day and she's like, just so many rough things is going on with her right now. And I'm just like, I'll sit down and have a conversation with you. Hopefully, um, like I can help you out with some stuff too. Um, and But it's just like, Bad or good, like, just, like, if you're having a bad day or if you're having a good day, like, like, it's, I think there should be more positivity that should be displayed on social media. And so I, I just wanted to tailor that around my, my personal brain at the end of the day. And that's just, I guess, really empowering people through social media um, and being positive. And, and that was it at the end of the day. And so, like, yeah, it took me, it, it was hard because, like, a lot of people talk about like personal brand and how like it, it is very um important <clears throat> and sometimes I think a lot of people it's just like I, I didn't understand because I was I, I'm a I like to think that I'm somewhat of a slow learner like I got to read things you know more than three or four times to really understand it and so <clears throat> as I um as I uh, talked about personal branding, how important it is and, and like the topics that surround it and just who you are at the end of the day and what your reputation is, um, I was like, okay, um, let's just kind of go for it. Um, it's gonna be a little bit hard, but um, I'm just gonna throw out content that's uh, appealing to who I am, that is, is, is uh, tailored to what my company does and, and, and hopefully I get to monetize from it. But honestly, I just said that maybe it is important that for, to, for me to have a personal brand because at the end of the day, it's, it's a benefit for people to, to know. It's, it's a benefit for me to open up to people so that they can understand what I do and how like I can help them in so many ways. And so like, yeah, but it, it was, it was hard trying to figure that aspect out of, of just, you know, the personal branding aspect and how important it is. Yeah, I, I feel like everyone's in the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat with it. Like, just building a personal brand yourself, it, it's hard because you don't, you, you're building a brand around yourself. Like, what do you want yourself to look like to everyone else? What do you want to portray? And that's, and like narrowing that, that down, like, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself right away where it's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, I create, you know, this content about this specific thing. And this is all I create because that funnel can get, you know, pretty full, pretty full really quickly where it's like, I've talked about everything in sales. Yeah. <laughs> like there's literally <laughs> yeah. nothing else to talk about. And I think it comes down to the, the, the conversation of like being able to create quant, uh, quality content at scale to keep your, your audience entertained, which I feel like is everyone has the attention span of uh, a uh, a gerbil yeah on, <laughs> which uh, is the reason why the I like wheel. <laughs> so it's just kind of like and at the same time people will watch anything like uh one of my old managers at uh, my past position he just started posting videos on linkedin and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you know the organic growth on linkedin is yeah unmatched oh yeah today. <laughs> oh yeah it is and he's a sales leader he's been a sales leader for a few years now and he was just saying like man like the people who have reached out to me like my idols, like people who have wrote, people who have written books about sales have like personally like reached out to me, like his idols in sales, like have reached out to him because of the content that he was putting out. And he was just like this whole personal brand thing, like, I guess there's something yeah. to it. <laughs> it is, honestly, it really is interesting. And you talk about LinkedIn too, how being like an organically like 
<clears throat> how your organically how your numbers can increase like just based off a, a, a photo content or a video content like honestly um both is really good like I, and the reason why i said that is because i someone like uh someone like made a a, a comment today it was just like photo content don't get as much as engagement as video content and i would like to hear what you know a variety of people think of that but also like honestly either or really works because like a photo i, I read a quote today and it's like a photo um uh, a picture says a thousand words. A video uh, uh, says 1.8 million. And I was just like, well, a thousand or even if it's a thousand or 1.8 million, that's still pretty good. So yeah. it's just like, I think both is really good at the end of the day because uh, pictures are appealing and videos are appealing. And so it's good to to really have both and, and how you do it in a unique way. It's good. You got to disrupt, uh, disrupt the algorithms, man. Exactly. Instagram's pushing, uh, what is it? They're their Instagram video, but yeah. the stuff that's so, like Instagram TV stuff. So they're pushing the Instagram TV stuff harder than they're pushing videos yeah. right now. So like the, on the Explore page, <laughs> like you scroll through, you're starting to see more IGTVs. Yeah. Then you see, you know, regular like short snippets that people yeah. are putting out that are, you know, under a minute or whatnot. Yeah. It's insane. And it I, is insane. I, on LinkedIn, I feel like video gets, gets more... Um, engagement. Yeah, because like, like you said, you, see, you 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 starting to see a lot of people like you know business owners and and sales people like people that are in sales like you're starting to see them do the same thing too because either they're trying to do it because obviously they want to drive like their increment rate um, within what they're doing um, or like they're you know doing it um, to a benefit for the company that they're representing um, but either way LinkedIn is really awesome honestly and even talking like I'm so I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking with the kids at New, Ber New Berlin West High School on the 26th and uh, I'm really fascinated to hear how many of them use LinkedIn or know what LinkedIn is, actually. Um, I I had a question that I posed on LinkedIn and a question I posed on this Facebook group. And I said, like, when was the first time uh, you heard about LinkedIn? You know, and a lot of them had the same similar answers. Like a lot of them said, I think it was like sophomore year in college, but they didn't utilize it until like their senior year when they were like applying for jobs. Uh, I think it was like maybe five, ten percent said like senior year in high school. Um, but yeah, so I, I will be definitely asking that question. But I think it's a I think it's an awesome platform. Honestly, um, your reach is like I, I spoke to someone last year that was like in England and we were like, fa obviously with FaceTime, we had to like do it at the correct time. But like I was like, I was like, this is cool. though. I was like, this is really, really cool. And then I spoke with someone from, I think she was from like Africa, or whatever, and she had the accent and everything. Um, you can't pronounce her name, but like, she's really a sweet person too. Um, but like, yeah, so, and we were talking through Skype. Um, and so she, she was just like, uh, I want to start a podcast too, actually. And she, you know, I, you know, I told her like, you know, it's probably not going to be the best your first time around, but like quality is important. Your content is important. Uh, like equipment, we started talking about that. And so I was just like, even if you don't want to like spend the most money, I was like, if you have like download anchor or whatever, and you just use your phone, that's just a great starting piece, honestly, because like, obviously you want to, you know, you, you, you just want to uh, take the first steps and which is good. And so, and about the end of it, she was like so happy, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait, I can't wait, I'll stay connected." I was like, "Yeah, of course." Like, um, I like to, you know, hear what the future has in store, but I think it's awesome because if it wasn't for LinkedIn, I wouldn't have connected with her or you know with the guy either. And it's it was awesome. Like, it was really awesome. Dude, it's crazy. Like yeah. people that you would never think that you, <laughs> you people you would never meet face to face. Like, 
can somehow just see your video yeah. or see your post and be like, damn, this dude's cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's kind of nuts, man. Like the organic it's growth. insane. I'm just like you can't. Social media is here for a reason. Exactly. Uh, and it's tough. People say social media does more harm than it does good. Um, but that's only because we allow the harm to happen. That's the exactly. thing. Like everything that is put on social media is put on by a person. Um, like we click, sh- we click, uh, we import our comments. We click the likes. We click the shares. Um, all it's so- like all all the social media is just a variety of software systems and and plugins. And but I was just like, you put people on there, it's a whole different ball game. So if we want to get rid of the bad and negative things it's up to us as people to get rid of it, you know? And so I think I like to tell people the only reason why there are, there are bad things happening is because we allow it to happen, honestly. Yeah. And they're stealing and, our data. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's also that. <laughs> and they're stealing our data and using it against us. I hate that, man. I hate it. I hate when I'm talking to someone about something and then I'll open up my phone and then all of a sudden there's an ad for it and I'm just like, bam, like, this is, yeah. this is what is going on. Like, and no one, they are listening to us. Yeah, they That's are definitely listening to and us. And they're saying, like, what are you, like, listening to you? We're not listening to you. Yeah. But I heard you just said you like oatmeal. Let me throw these oatmeal Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so it's interesting. It, it's so funny. It really is funny. But you got to use it. I mean, you got to use the push of product. That was, you know, the Instagram ad that I bought yeah. worked that way. <laughs> And if it works, it works, right? I mean, if I it works, it works. You can't really. So it works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So exactly, so they're doing exactly what um you want them to do. So yeah. Oh man, I, social media is a trip. I love it though. Uh, just, just wrapping up, man. I, I want to about being an entrepreneur. I know we kind of went left and then right and then left. Um, what's been your biggest failure so far with it? Yeah, uh, I'll say the. Probably the biggest failure is, um, honestly, I would say not having the right knowledge of, uh, uh, I would say like what I was doing in that in the very very beginning stages of my company, and I didn't really analyze it, um, and I, I I looked at things because like in the begin this is solely on the beginning stages, I think I was just like oh like everyone's starting a company and they're making it look easy. I'm going to do the same thing too. And I'm going to try to do everything kind of in that same realm, but also be different in my own way. And I'm just going to like, like, you know, I'm just basically, it's all about the money in the, in the beginning. And I realized when I really focused on like the money, um, no money was actually coming in. And so it really, it really like messed up my head. Cause I was just like, then how, like, how is everyone else doing it? And like, I'm not. And so I would say the biggest failure was not realizing how important it is to run a company and like who, and who, the audience that you uh, should be serving and why you should be serving them, serving them your services. And so I, I, I looked at it was just in the beginning, it was just like all about the money. And I realized like one, I got to realize I like I got to love what I do. I got to live and breathe what I do. And when I came to that reality, I, I said that, OK, I'm going to drop all of these like niches or whatever. And I'm going to solely focus on what I'm good at instead of trying to look at some other company and do the exact same thing that they're doing. I'm going to realize what I'm good at and drive 100 percent hard 
through through what I'm good at and through what I know I'm good at. And so, uh, and what was the the what, how do I yeah? How question? do you perceive failure? Like what yeah. like what does failure mean to you? Like how is how has it helped you grow? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I look at failure honestly um, as something that. Uh, so every day, like every day I walk out the house and I'm expecting to fail at something, whether if I didn't show up for a meeting on time or whether if I didn't do the work. Um, but I look at failure as um, these blocks in your life um, that are purposely set there um, for you to try to figure out a way to get over them. And so when I think of the duties that I have to go through with the meetings I have to take, with the conversations that I have to take within those meetings, and then going back and then trying to construct content that makes sure that it's um, quality and that there's, you know, there's some return back on that investment, you know, like just the, the small little detailed things that, that adds up and becomes a bigger picture. I think I looked at my failures and within anything as stepping stones uh, that are purposely placed in my life and I need to figure out how the hell I should get over it. And so, um, right, like at, at this point in my life right now, um, every day I walk out the door, uh, I always say a prayer and I say like, Hey, um, I'm ready for the success, but I'm also ready for the challenges. And I believe when you wake your, I believe when you wake up and you expect to fail, but you also expect to succeed as well too, you're preparing yourself for the good and the bad too. And how you, um, react to those situations, those define who you are and what the future holds for what you're doing and, and for what you want to become at the end of the day. Completely agree. I listened. I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and over the past two days, um, it was just a little bit longer. One, there's two things that kind of like stuck out to me. Um, they said failure is everything, and failure is everything because you learn so much from failure. Like you do. Like I, I failed in a multitude of different things, um, and I, like for relationships, I, I look at it for relationships. Like all of my past relationships that didn't work, I look at those. Yeah, they're failures. Like they didn't work out. That's kind of like the definition of failing. Um, but I took something away from every single one of those relationships that I'm putting towards and all those lessons learned, which made me a better person to finally, when I meet the right person, I can take all of my learning experiences and apply it directly into that situation. Another thing they said is obstacles are the way, like when you know your face was, when you know your face with a bunch of obstacles, you know, where you're jumping over, (laughs) cars yeah. and boundaries and <laughs> rooftops and all that other stuff yeah. you know what i mean then you know you're going in the right direction and that just makes me think of like superhero movies like the battle's just not right there you got to go to the battle but what's always on the like what's always on the way to the battle a bunch of like their little minions and everything else you got to fight until you get to that boss and that's what i think makes life so special and i feel like we have to start looking at it that way like yeah dude like this shit's not easy, but it's also not hard. I feel like a lot of it just comes down to, like, you know, the way that we look at things. And you saying that prayer before you, you walk out of the house, like, you know, thank you for all the success and I'm ready for, you know, all the failure, all the obstacles that I have to face to get there is powerful. And I feel like more people need to just be like, let's go. Like, let's do it. You know, you have a bad day at work. You know, you, ha- you, you miss a few sales, whatever. You got to get up and fight that next day. Absolutely. You can't just be like, I'm just going to sit in this corner. It's all over. Every like, day, no, you, every you day is a, absolutely, it's a new day. Yeah. And you can't focus on like what you did. You have to focus on where you're going and, and how you're going to uh, 
uh, push yourself through hard times, honestly. And like something that um, like really bouncing off of that again. So some one of my <laughs> one of my favorite um, like I guess like fighters or entertainers, well, however you want to uh, call him, uh, is Conor McGregor, and he still in his interviews say that he's just this uh, kid from Crumlin, Dublin, Ireland, and he's looking for a fight. And I kind of flipped that thing now. It's just like, I'm just here from, you know, Northside Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I'm here to make an impact on my community. And so it's just, um, like, I believe, you know, looking at my story, looking at where I'm from, um, there's probably a low percentages of people that, you know, make it out of the uh, areas that, that, that I'm from. And that's just kind of the reality of it. But I look at that as a, also an advantage as well, too, because, like, I'm more persistent. I know how to fight through storms and, and all type of crazy weathers to get to where I need to go to, you know. And, you know, I had to obviously get up for school in the harsh conditions of snow. You know, we do live in Wisconsin. Um, but I, my grandmother said, like, you still got to go to school. Like, you still have to go to school. Um, so I look at business now. It's just like if a meeting is in Brookfield or if a meeting is somewhere – like, I don't feel like where I don't want to, I don't feel like taking an Uber all the way, all the way there. I'll still do it just because I believe in, in the, in the potential success that could come from it. And so I believe if anything, you know, the best advice I could give to any entrepreneur, whether they're from like an urban area or suburban area is that you show up at the end of the day, you show up and you become persistent no matter what. And you have to work, work, work every single day, um, to bring out even if it's just an inch of what you want to become because you have to keep fighting for your dreams you really really do have to i believe a lot of people like to talk about like oh key success is networking and and you gotta um, reach out and it's all about building relationships it's like yeah but at the end of the day when you are in that position what do you have to do what does everything uh kind of tend to at the end of the day and that's working your butt off every single day to even get close to the position that you want to get to and so it's all about it's all about hard work and it's all about being persistent and it's all about showing up and, and being yourself because everyone else is taken. I'll, I'll, I'll end with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful ending. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, uh, I appreciate you for doing this like 100%. Dude, I love like, this. This is, this is a great one. I really appreciate you. Um, is there anything that, you know, I didn't ask that you would like to cover yeah. um, or any questions for me at the end of the day? I would honestly, I I want to hear your story, like just like like why why podcast and why why is this something that you wanted to do? To do something? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like uh, uh, for me, like I, I work in sales, um, yeah. as you know before, and I, I've coached for a very very long time. Track yeah. is like always my passion. It will yeah. always be my passion it gets yeah. trying sometimes as you know yeah. um especially coaching and i started to notice my my happiness level when i'm not doing it yeah so i had to take a step back and be like you know what other hobbies can i do what, yeah. what is there anything else i can do that is going to keep me feeling like me every single day like something to look forward to outside of work. Not like I hate my job, but you know, yeah. you got to have things outside of your yeah, work. Absolutely. Like when, when shit's rough, you got to have something to fall back oh, on. Yeah. And just this is like, relaxing, by the way. This is really like mellow. I love this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it's like, you have to have those things. And it's like, I talk to people who do not want to talk to me for a living. Like, that's just my job. It's been my job since 2014. Besides my little coaching stand. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Gotta love and, the kiddos. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, and, and that's what it is. Like, it, that's what my life has been. Like, just talking to people who don't want to talk to me, try to sell them stuff that they don't want to buy, and they yeah. feel like they don't need, and convincing them to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or finding a way convincing them to do that. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Why can't I talk to people that actually want to talk to me? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I, you know, sit down and tell people stories? Like, why can't I, you know, communicate with people on a different level and not just try to pitch myself or like pitch something to them? Like, what's everyone else's story? Like, I know I'm not the only one feeling this exact same way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, why not, you know, dig in and like try to share that? Like I said, I'm only what fifth. I mean, this is my 15th podcast I've ever 16th podcast I've ever recorded. So I'm still like fresh in the game. I put out 13. This is the 15th one. I've had 15th one. There's one that I need to redo um, with someone who was like my first guest. Yeah. <laughs> and then I recorded one last week and this one today. And it's just kind of like, man, it's reps. It's all reps. I enjoy talking to people much more now Love that. than I did six months yeah, ago. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and just starting those conversations. I'm yeah. super I have social anxiety. Like, I don't like being around a lot of people a lot of time. I don't like talking to people when I'm around a lot of people. Um, I don't like talking to people when it's just me and another person sometimes. <laughs> being honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you ask a few questions and you just like. That was literally, I was, cool. I was, that was, I feel like honestly, that was like literally me, my very first network. Like, it was, it was a cool event. Like, the networking event itself was cool, but like, Actually, not not that a networking event. I'll say the probably the next one, um, which it was a lot more structured. Like it was a lot more advisors coming in and like, which honestly, that is like one of the things that just kind of gets me because they don't listen to your story. Or I want, I want, I don't want to put them all in a box like that. But like, there are some that just like, oh, like, do you have a health insurance policy put in place, or like, do you have this put in place? And it's just like, dude, why can't you just have a normal conversation with yeah. me? You know, like, it's always it's like... It's just like when the people from Northwestern it, Mutual message you, like, yeah. you want to get coffee? No, I do not yeah. want to get coffee. <laughs> I, I have, was like, I, you and the other five other, I'm going to CC you guys, and yeah. then we all going to have a coffee and yeah. see how this is. <laughs> yeah. And invite no. them all to one place, just let them meet. Exactly. exactly. And you know what's funny? Like, that's why I kind of mentioned that, too, because, like, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was like a month straight where I don't think it was like three or four um that reached out to me i was like yeah let's grab coffee or whatever and like if you ever like um like if you ever need anything like i'm always here for you and then they'll like indulge in content like like or comment but they'll like do it like in two sentences or like maybe like two words or something like that but it's like you're only doing that good pose exactly 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 amazing (laughs) exclamation mark (laughs) and i swear i was just like i'm getting so annoyed with this and it's just like uh, like i always wanted to i always wanted like to have like do this funny thing where i like like take all of them and then cc them in the same email which i told you and just like and like, here's the meeting. So you all have to compete right now. <laughs> See how this feels. It sucks, doesn't it? But like, yeah, it's it's. I, I think, and that's another thing. It's just like I think sometimes people go to networking events. Um, and, and I wish honestly, if I if if I ever on a panel again, uh, I'm probably going to talk about this. But I think honestly, networking events, people come for their own personal gain. And I get it. Like I I, I, I it's a networking event. I I get it. But it's just like like. I believe you should have a conversation and connect with that person instead of going to someone and asking, oh, what's your name? What do you do? Like, 
how's my day? Like, I could have had a terrible day, but you just asked me, like, what, like, come on now. So it's just like, for me, like, build a relationship with someone. Um, and even if you don't understand the realms of what they do, ask questions. Ask, like, why did you, like, why did you dive deep into that industry? Like, what makes you a passionate creator? What makes you a passionate accountant? Like, what, you know, like, dive deep into that person, build the relationship, and see where it goes. If it doesn't, then you could have just made a friend. But, Stop like trying to make a conversation to automatically sell something because one, a lot of millennials think that's annoying in the first place. And you can only imagine what Gen Z probably, and I'm like, it's just like, I mean, I mean, think about advertising. We hate being like, we skip it on YouTube. Like, and so it's just one of those things where it's just like, how about you build a relationship with someone before automatically going to sell someone something? Yeah. And so, yeah. It's just like building a brand, build a brand around what whatever your company is build a brand around yourself first so and <laughs> kind of like you know it sucks to say like let them come to you but it's just like yeah. that's just what it is we we live in a world where outbound prospecting is not what it used to be people yeah. aren't picking up the phones yeah. people aren't responding to emails there's spam filters now yeah, no. yeah. your emails aren't going through <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that's just that that's the world we live in now. Yep. We need to figure out a way to build a popular, build a brand around us, the company. Yep. Learn how to communicate with people, yep. build rapport, and not just pitch someone right Absolutely. away. Absolutely. And I like to tell people like, don't don't like be afraid to indulge in other like platforms. Like, don't be afraid to try other platforms too. Like, I I I was at um I think a networking event. I think it was like a, two days ago, and so everyone obviously in the room was older than me. Um, like much older than me. I think I, I would say like around like 40s, 50s, and maybe possibly 60s. And I told them, I was just like, try to use different platforms to connect to different audiences. Like, don't be afraid to try it. And kind of like what we were talking about earlier, it's just like when they see someone walking down the phone, like, don't be afraid to try that, you know? And I think that's with so many people, um, are scared of is because it's like, I don't understand it or I don't get it. So I'm not going to do it. And so they're stuck in the old, you know, same uh, strategy that they've been using for years and years to come. But it's just like, you know, uh, I think I'm not sure, but I think it was like an article that said by the end of like 20, like 2030 or something like that, Gen Z will probably be the main populated, like, uh, a generation on that the like considered like buyers. And yeah, exactly. Like yeah. And, look at what they're consuming now. So you using this, they're like, I don't even know what, like, I don't even know what a phone book is, you know, like, I don't even know what a pay phone is. So it's just like, you have to indulge, you have to change strategies and, you know, uh, go inside their realm, like their realm and yep. how they consume content because they're not going to know what you did. They, what you did is already yeah. in the past. So, yep. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. Of course. <laughs> this is fun, man.